the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 103 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nowatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm 11. I'm Liam, and I'm 9. And uh, we are outside right now, and you maybe can hear the police sirens in the background, maybe some, some birds, uh, chirping. birds chirping. Really nice out. A squirrel or a rabbit. Walking behind us there, and maybe some 80s rock and roll from across the street, because it is a beautiful day in Minnesota today. It's, 70 degrees. It's really hard to believe that and just a week ago, it was a snow day. And you might be listening and say, like, well, you recorded it on Monday last week. Was it last week? Yes, it was last week. The last episode we did was last week. On Monday. And this is our new one. Because it was a snow day. Right, it one week ago. It was a snow day. It was a snow day. Where we and are there was a giant right now, blizzard. Where we were sitting right now would be up to our knees in of snow. snow. Yes. Yeah, and now it's all gone. Yeah. And now it's all gone. Yep. It's awesome. So greetings from Minnesota. That's the way we roll here in Minnesota. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. Weather. It's Oh, it's so nice, though. It's it just is. beautiful. Too nice of a day. We had it's to record. Spring. Did not want to sit inside and record today because it's just too nice to be sitting inside. So we're outside, and then that comes along with all the noises of outside. So uh, just enjoy the, the sounds of outside Minnesota when everything's waking up. All the birds, if all the people. Dad, and the bees and the mosquitoes. You would be able to smell our dad's beer and our lemonade. Yep, I got a beer, you got some lemonade. This is a, this is a big, big robin searching for worms just 20 feet away from us there. Oh, yep. Yep. All right, well... Um, I think we're going to go straight to the news, because there's quite a bit of news today. And, you know, I think this episode will be a little little shorter, maybe. So, let's head on to the news right away. So, a new solo commercial came out, uh, titled Risk, and it's on the Star Wars YouTube page. Um, and it's got some new stuff in it, so I thought we'd talk about the new things that we saw in this commercial, uh, which I'm just going to play here. We see uh, we see Han and Chewie and Beckett coming out of what looks like an elevator. It's definitely in Dryden Voss's place, it right? It kind of looks like a, an apartment. An apartment? Oh, I maybe. I think it looks like. What's that? It's a school bus driving school bus. by. It's fine. It's cool. Um, yeah, Robin's all over the place. This is awesome. They don't care that we're out here. Oh, look at oh there's Robin. one pulling a worm it's up. Pulling a worm it's got a worm right there. Mhm. Right good for you, Robin. Yep. Good for you, Robin. Bad for yep. you, worm. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Well, you know. But but you know, it's the circle of life. Bird, is it true bird's got to eat, worms? and that worm is now inside of that bird. Yeah. So Robins there we go. Really have worms are like I don't know. I, I thought I heard they're just things that move around, and they don't exactly have feelings. They're like plants almost. Almost like. Oh no, worms. No? They they might not have as developed as a, of a, of a nervous system. They as, don't like being eaten, and they'll as, they'll oh, go sure. away from the birds. Exactly, they they move away from being eaten, which means that they scared uh, prefer to live. You yeah. know, they have a they have a preference, and their preference is life, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about that actually a little bit later in the show when it comes to droids. But uh, right now, let's talk about Solo. Uh, yeah, so we got. Um, that shot of Han and Chewie and 
and Beckett coming out of that elevator. Yeah, super cool. And just really quick shot of them kind of walking up some sandy place with these, looks like a, these kind of twirling windmill looking things. Kind of like <laughs> gas. Yeah. Um, I don't know, barrels. Gas, gas barrels. Uh, yeah, maybe. Oh, on the bottom, yeah. It's kind of hard to see because we're outside, but that's okay. And there's not a lot of new stuff to look There's at. a bunch of scrap. Yep. Um, but yeah, I wonder if when Han and Chewie and Beckett go to Dryden Voss's place, they meet up with Kira there. Like, they haven't met up with Kira yet? I don't know. Because we do see in one of the other trailers, you know, she's there and she says, you look nice, which she's saying to Han, right? Um, so... Maybe we don't. Yeah, who knows, right? Yeah, so then Lando says, uh, what are you doing with Harry and the boy? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's just really funny. Takira? No, Lando, Lando, yeah, Lando says Takira. Is that what it said? Yeah. Harry. What are you doing with Harry and the boy? <laughs> Harry, meaning, meaning Chewie, right? Yeah, meaning yeah. Chewie. And yeah. boy, meaning hot. And the, pretty, and, right, pretty, right. Pretty obvious, but. And then Kira says, we need a ship. Which is kind of cool. She's the one telling Lando that they need a ship for something. And Lando says, the Millennium Falcon. Every ship isn't for everyone. She needs a particular type of pilot. Oh. Wait, they, he does say the Millennium Falcon? He does. Yep. And then uh, L3 says to Lando when they're in the cockpit. Well, here, let's listen. To this Millennium Falcon. Every ship isn't for everyone. She needs a particular type of pilot. You done flirting? <laughs> so Kira asks Lando if he's done flirting, and if the no, next no, L three, L three. Sorry, L three. Yeah. Yes, L three asks Lando, "You done flirting?" Uh, to which my question is, flirting with who? Because in the cockpit with him is him, L three, and Han. Uh, unless he's flirting with the Falcon. Um, but anyway, either way. Uh, or all three. Yeah, which uh, that would be. Interesting. Really interesting. That would be. Yep. I mean, droids have personalities. Later. Uh, Well, maybe. Yeah. Um, So I'm. I'm kind of wondering. You know, if if Lando. Ran by Lando. It's AI, basically. She built herself. Yeah. Yeah. They just obey Lando. I don't know if she obeys Lando or not. Who knows? One person. She just chooses to work with Lando. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. So, you know, we talk about, um, like, different sexualities on this on this uh, podcast, right? We talk about how we would like to see, like, a, a same-sex couple, you know, like uh, two men or two women, right, uh, in Star Wars, right? Uh, that'd be kind of cool to have a relationship like that, right? And uh, so we've talked about that before, and we haven't seen that in any of the major movies of Star Wars. Um, there's been some stuff in books. But that's about it. Yeah. Um, but I uh, I was saying on Twitter that I would love it if Lando was uh, pansexual, which means mm-hmm. he just attracted loves is attracted to everyone. That he doesn't awesome. he doesn't care about gender that's or sexuality. Bisexual. Well, no, because bi only means two, right? So pan means you know regardless of whether oh. or not you are uh, you know. Whether or not, regardless of your gender or sexuality, or um, maybe even if droids are sentient and droids have, you know, a personality, maybe and droids. actually droids have brains, who, who, 
who's to say that you couldn't fall in love with a droid if a droid is a thinking, feeling being? You know what, that sounds like a fuzzy, funny comic I could make for my school hmm. newspaper. Yeah? It could be like a droid and um, well, a human getting weird. So it, it's it's funny, funny for now, but in the future it might not, it might just be a thing. You don't know. It's hard to know. Right? So what's funny now could be seen as offensive later, right? Mm-hmm. You know, 2,000 years from now, someone could find the, the funny comic you made of someone falling in love with a, a droid and thinking, you know, and say, look how insensitive these people were um, talking about, uh, you know, human-droid relationships. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that you shouldn't make it. I don't know. I'm not saying it's, but, but you know, like, we change. Things change with the time, you know? years, it'll be 418. In what? 2,000 years, I mean. In 2,000 years, it'll be 4018, yeah. True that. <clears throat> All right, so that was the sound of me drinking, taking a drink of my beer, in case anyone was wondering. All right, so... <laughs> yeah. This is supposed to be a kid's podcast. Yeah, it's drinking. fine. Well, the kids aren't drinking. Oh. Oh, that's loud. I'm going to turn that down. All right, so Liam, you really liked this shot, and Anna, I think you did too, of Kira holding what looked to be some sort of weapon. Some yeah, sort of sword I mean, thing. I think I'm I don't know. Die, but <laughs> you think you're gonna die? What? Listen. Oh, because Liam says vibroblade. Some sort of. Some sort of blade. Who knows? She does. Okay, Liam. So. Vibroblade. Yes. In this image, her hair is tied back, and she has a different necklace than the shot of where we. Where we see her tell Han that he looks good, a little rough around the edges in that other trailer. So um, I wonder whether or not they're going to go back because that that's also in Dryden Voss's place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it sure looked like it. Oh yeah, yeah. So I wonder if there's going to be like uh, the movie is going to go back there, right? It won't just be one time going there, right? Maybe there'll be a few years in between, and then they'll have to go back, or who knows? I don't know. Maybe. And then while they're at Dryden Voss's, we see Beckett tell Han, these people are not your friends. <laughs> so maybe Han's kind of like the way, uh, the way Finn is when he first gets to Canto Bite. Maybe Han's like, look at this. This is great. Right? Yeah. And Dryden and Voss, just like, Beckett's these people like, are not your friends. Right. So, and then we see that scene of, of uh, Dryden Voss using those, those reddish-looking kind of blade things, right? Slicing that that oval-looking thing in it half. It just went forward, like, a but, lot. But did you notice something, though? It, it's He's moving the other way. In the, in the, the last yeah, trailer we saw... Yeah, he's moving that yeah, way. Yeah, so he's moving from screen right to screen left here. Yeah. But in the other trailer that we saw, that. it's just... Screen left and I looked right. at it, I looked at it, it's the exact same Is it a blade or image. is it a whip? It's a blade. It looks like a lightsaber, but it looks like a vibra blade at the same time. Hmm. It's a saber blade. Saber. Um, so, a <laughs> which light, is a lightsaber, basically. A light blade. <laughs> okay. Light blade. Anyway, I really wonder what the thinking is behind a light flipping sword. flipping this image. Wait, that's a laser that. sword? What? It's like anyway. from the opposite point of view. No, no, it's from the... Oh, but it is the exact same point image. Of view. From point of view. Um, and actually, looking at it from this angle, I realized, and this I didn't realize person. last time, he's actually swinging it at somebody, and that looks like it's probably Han. I would say that's what? Han. Oh, yeah. This is Han. 
I'm pretty That's sure. Such and then he moves out of the way. Yeah. It's just, and it's he smashes small, one of his things. It's such a small shop, though. Yep. Like, but you can oh, see, like, this profile of his face. Yeah. It kind of look looks like Han. Like yeah. Like the it looks like Han's hair, too. Yeah, yeah. So. So then we get that awesome shot of Lando saying, not Han, but Han. And, uh, and tossing the blaster to him and. Han catches it in midair. Yeah, and does then, that stooping then, blaster shot that he always... And then it does, like, close-up picture. Yep. Reminds me of McCree a little. If anybody McCree, knows Overwatch, yeah. which is, like, sure. one of my favorite games. It's good. Minecraft's good, too. Drink break. <laughs> Drink okay, break. All right. Back to the show. Um... And that's pretty much it. Got a good feeling about this. We get one close-up of, of Han's eye, you know, paying attention when he's uh, got a good feeling he's about flying, this. But, Sounds yeah. so cocky. Oh, yeah. When mm -hmm. he says to Luke, don't be cocky, kid. Maybe he <laughs> learned the hard way. Yeah, you're right. Um, like, I got a good feeling about this. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it was uh, Bresnikin in Entertainment Weekly who said, you know, who kind of talks about how in this in this uh, trailer and in everything that we've seen, Han is very optimistic. You know, he seems like he thinks things are going to go his way. And, you know, like he tells Chewie, like, you think everything's a bad idea, you know? Like, um, whereas Han doesn't. Han thinks, he thinks things are good ideas, right? But when we meet him in A New Hope, he's pretty cynical. He's pretty um, negative, right? Yeah. So Did I think we're like going to see experience or something. Yes, and I'm reading Last Shot. And there is a part in Last Shot when we see um Han a few years before A New Hope and he is just down. He is just he has been ruined by somebody. And I have a feeling and they don't say what it is, but I have a feeling we're going to see how that happens. In this movie, who? I have a very, I have a pretty so strong suspicion of what's going to happen, but I don't want to say it because it's a strong enough suspicion. I'm worried it's going to be a spoiler. Can so you tell me? maybe I'll tell you off the show. I don't know. Like when it's done, we'll can just you, like, like yeah, just do it we'll right see. now, and then you can edit it out. Oh sure. And we're back. Uh, so they came out. Uh, Star Wars came out with some new character posters that we could take a look at here. Um, you know, not a lot of new stuff here, but there's one new image that I think is a really nice shot of Rio. Aww, and uh, that's the the four-armed monkey-looking guy, John Favreau, as Rio. Oh, his face, though, is so baby-like. It's so cute. It's so monkey-like with it's, a giant dyed beard. It, yeah. He looks like a monkey with blue hair with the yeah. giant bushy beard. It's yeah. so cute. And pretty much, except has four arms. Pretty yeah. much explains him. Yep. Well, he kind of also shares the face with a sloth. Hmm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. But he looks more like a monkey with a giant bushy beard. Sure. That's blue. Yeah. So, there is a... There's at least one more, and I think there's more, but I haven't seen them, but there's at least one more commercial out that we haven't seen, because... There's so many solo stuff coming yeah. out. Yeah, well, you know, the thing is, okay, and, and uh, let me back up, uh, it was not released on the Star Wars YouTube page. Um, someone just recorded it off of TV and put it on YouTube, right? Which is fine, it's on TV, like, it's out there, um, but... 
uh, I think as far as like watching them as a family goes and talking about them on the podcast, we'll probably only do the ones that Star Wars puts out. So the thing is, there was all of this stuff before The Last Jedi too, but I chose not to see it, so you guys didn't really hear about it. <laughs> you know, we watched the main trailers and we didn't watch the commercials because I didn't want any extra information. You know, but with Solo, I don't care as much. So I'm kind of passing. We should go back and watch some of the yeah. commercials and see if they would have given us any spoilers. Oh, they would have. You know that the moment when Ray pulls Kylo's lightsaber out of his, you know, away from him and she ignites it against Snoke? Yeah. That was in a commercial. Seriously? Yes. Ray igniting what? Kylo's lightsaber was in a commercial. Yeah. I know. And I saw a screenshot of it. I was so mad. Someone put a screenshot of it up on Twitter, and I was like, no, I didn't want to see that. I was not watching these. But Yeah, so there's a bunch of other posters. Sweet character hair, character guys, posters. Nice, Paul Bettany is Dryden. Tandy Newton is Val. Woody Harrelson is Beckett. Wow. Yeah, and I like these are all like painted posters, you know, like yeah, they're not photos. Glover they're pretty cool. Lando. Don Glover is Lando. Oh, Amelia Clark is Kira. Awesome. Yeah. Chewbacca. Oh, come on. They really should say. Eunice Soatamo as yeah. Chewbacca, but oh well. Uh, Alden Ehrenreich is Han, so yeah. Of course, Han. Um, and it started with Phoebe Waller-Bridge as L337. I didn't say that, so I should, since I said everybody else. Uh, and there's new information from Star Wars Databank, which is like the kind of like the Wikipedia that's on StarWars.com. It's it's much, it's way more limited than Wikipedia, Sounds right? Like data path. Data bank, yeah. So um, we have information about this gives us a little bit of additional information, right, about the characters from Solo. So the first entry is Kira. At 18 years of age, young Kira is already enmeshed in a life of crime, working for a gang on Corellia. So I'm assuming that's at the start of the movie. We see Han and Kira when they're younger, and at least Kira is working for a gang on Corellia. Probably is too. Yeah, maybe. Probably not, but maybe. And about Val, a no-nonsense and occasionally prickly woman who is a crack shot with a blaster rifle, Val may be the most even-headed and capable member of Tobias Beckett's ragtag crew of scoundrels. What does that mean? Which like, one? Awesome. No, like what? Like what? Just explain what it said about Val, like basically. In your oh, words. in my words, she uh, is really good with a blaster. And she's headstrong. She's awesome. headstrong, yep. Uh, occasionally she can be a little hard to get along with. Um, but she also is really, um, she's like common sense. You know, and she, she's probably one of the best members of Beckett's crew. Yep. She's kind of smart. Yep, she's the one who, she's the no-nonsense one of uh, Beckett's crew. Alright, Dryden Voss heads up an emerging criminal syndicate known as Crimson Dawn. This organization has quickly cemented a this reputation. Star right? Yep. This organization. Yes, this is on Star Wars.com, Liam. This, or- this organization has quickly cemented a reputation for ruthlessness. This is true of its leader as well, though Voss is no crude cutthroat. He surrounds himself with luxury. Rio Durant, which is that sloth looking guy, yeah. right? Has carried out. Bluebeard. Yeah, the Bluebeard. We can call him Bluebeard. The Bluebeard. Bluebeard alien. 
He has carried out dangerous operations alongside scoundrel Tobias Beckett for years. The good-natured Ardenian pilot is up for any challenge. So there we go. There's the alien species name, Ardenian, or Ardenian, possibly. The monkey sloth guy. They live on Ardenian. They live on Ardenia. No, they live on Sardinia. Sardinia, okay. Sardines. Okay. All right, so last episode we talked about the patrol trooper. Right? There was that toy that was out of that kind of black and white armored trooper. And uh, I had said that that must be the type of trooper that rides the the patrol speeder bike thing on uh, Corellia, the one that we see crash in the trailer. Uh, so the databank says, as the Empire reinforces its hold on worlds across the galaxy, local defense forces, that mean, meaning like the police and the armies of these planets, right, are being sub, uh, supplemented and eventually completely replaced with Imperial stormtroopers. To cover distances across sprawling settlements and cities, patrol stormtroopers police the streets and alleys aboard their swift interceptor speeder bikes. Oh, there's oh, there's a big oh wow, that's a close one. Whoa, that is close. Yeah. All right, so an airplane flying by there, or the Millennium Falcon. Okay, sure. Yeah, that was the Falcon flying by, Um, compensating for the relative fragility of the unshielded Tie Starfighter, is the armored Tie RB, a reinforced heavy Starfighter with much more powerful laser cannons. So that was the the new Tie Fighter that we see. They have shields. They're Heavy Starfighter. Uh, there is also a databank entry for L-337 that we're going to get into once we get into canon news. Uh, and one bit of news about Episode 9, Victoria Mahoney was announced as the second unit director on Episode 9. Woo-hoo! So, pretty cool. Uh, yes! It was actually uh, Ava DuVernay is the one who announced it on Twitter. Um, and she said that she was super happy to announce this, and then... Uh, Victoria Mahoney said, yes, that's me. Okay. Me too! Okay, they're doing victory cartwheels over in the lawn. The reason that we're happy about this is because Victoria Mahoney will be the first... Okay. Even Liam found a snowman button. This is spring in our backyard, finding buttons from the snowman. Liam still has to do his cartwheel. Uh, so the, Anna, why are we happy about Victoria Mahoney? Because she's going to be the first um, woman doing, um, directing a Star Wars movie. A woman of color. Yeah, a yeah. woman of color. Right. Pretty. Um, awesome. And, you okay? Liam, Liam fell over <laughs> when, he tr- when he tried to do a cartwheel in the lawn. I blew myself up. Okay, I'm back. I'm All right, okay. so... Yeah, and what the second unit director, loud buses, school buses, right? <laughs> school the second, buses. The second unit director is is basically just like the, like the vice director, you know, like um, vice president. So J.J. Abrams is going to be doing, you know, uh, scenes on you know on location in this spot of the world, and then you know uh, maybe back at the studio or on a different location, Victoria Mahoney will be doing scenes also. So there will be whole scenes in this movie, uh, quite a few her? scenes, completely directed by her. That's that awesome. J.J. Abrams didn't direct at all, right? That's so I awesome. mean, they will talk about it beforehand, and she's going to, you know, direct it in a way that is consistent with what J.J. Abrams does, right? Right, right? but she's still um, going to direct it. Yeah, yeah. So, really cool. Run, 
Howard Chair stuff on Twitter and Instagram. So yesterday on Sunday, uh, Ron Howard tweeted, that's a wrap on post-production. Solo is done. Uh, he says, wow, what a movie-making adventure it's been, thanks to a terrific cast and extraordinary folks behind the camera as well. You've worked so hard to fully realize this cool story. Hope fans have a blast. So, yeah, Solo is in the can. It's done. It's ready to go. Which is good, because it comes out in a month and two days. So, Woo-hoo! yeah, it gives them, gives them some time. Ron Howard also tweeted that the final sound mix is done. And he says, proof that Clint Howard fans have something to look forward to. So the sound mix, this happened uh, a few days ago, right? So Ron Howard's brother is named Clint Howard. And the actor who plays the character that we see on this screen that Ron Howard tweeted is Clint Howard. Now this is uh, kind of a scraggly guy who's bald on the top and has long sort of gray hair down the back. And it looks like he's in some sort of bar situation with some sort of fence behind him. I'm fairly certain that that's not Dr. Evazon. And I made the joke that L3 was, you know, putting her hand on Dr. Evazon's face and that's how his face got that way, right? It is. I'm going to say that because L3 was, you know, smushing his face with her hand, uh, that this guy has something to do with the droid fighting that's going to go on in Solo. Probably. Probably. And uh, what do I mean by droid fighting? That's something I don't think I really explained that last time. Will it be so, droids so like humans, or will it be droids fighting droids? Droids fighting droids. So, so like droid fighting. I don't. I don't mean just like two droids fighting because they want the same thing or something like that. I mean like um, sport. Like sport fighting, right? So, I mean, in this, in our world, unfortunately, there's um, there's like dog fighting. Right. Bullfighting stuff. Like uh, well, bullfighting bull bulls don't fight each other. It's more of like, um, yeah, I guess. You know, people avoiding the bulls and stuff. You know, it's. Um, but dogfighting, it's like putting two dogs in a ring and having them fight. Or oh, cockfighting is two roosters, right? Having them fight to the death usually, right? It's horrible. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking we are probably going to see. You know, droids fighting to the death in this it's movie. It's probably not going to be a giant arena. It's probably just going to be in a bar. Right. Well, that's where it usually happens in yeah. our world, too, with dogfighting yeah. and cockfighting. Oh, yeah. Or in someone's garage. I mean, it's not... It's not like there's... You know, it's illegal. It's against the law. Terrible. So, really sad. And, um... Against the law, and... Anyway, it kind of has something to do... It sort of relates to what our canon news is for the day. So, let's head on over to canon news. The canon news song! Yeah! The canon news song! Yeah! All right, so I'm reading Last Shot, and there's a lot of Lando and L3 in Last Shot. And uh, this scene takes place before Lando even meets Han. A lot of the Lando stuff, right? There's, like, before Lando meets Han, and then there's Han a couple years before A New Hope. And then there is Lando and Han after Return of the Jedi going on an adventure together. So we see those three different time periods. So, Daddy, Daddy read me this little thing of how, um, so basically Lando comes to Han and Leia's house, and, and Ben, he's just like, Uncle Lando! And he runs <laughs> into the room and he says that, and he's like naked. He has a, <laughs> and I'm like, yep. he has a diaper on and he just went, Uncle Lando! No, he's naked, he ran out of the bath. 
Which is funny. It actually, it actually, Uncle Wanwo. That's right, and it actually, uh, it kind of echoes. Um, there is in Anna in, in, in Princess Le- of Alderaan. In Princess of Alderaan, there's a memory of her. Um, well, I don't think it's a memory, but someone told her she ran out of the bathroom, yep. at, like after her bath, and she just like ran into where her parents were having a meeting or something, like a, like a dinner party, or <laughs> yeah, something, with a bunch of elected officials. And she was like lay, naked, lay her running naked into the room. So it's funny that Ben did that too. Yeah. But, but so Daddy was reading that to me, and I was just like, stop it. Yeah. Stop. She's Why? Because. I mean, it's 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 baby Kylo Ren, and he's just so sweet, and there's nothing that could ever go wrong with him. Yeah. And then you see him, yeah. and he's just like evil, and it's like so sad. Yeah, it is sad. So, um, there's like, um, she he definitely is his his um mother's son, but he really isn't his mother's son because his mother owns a rebellion, he owns a first order, <laughs> a first order. A first order? Yeah, uh, the sure. first order is sure. the Empire, basically. Right, right. It's someone who wants to kill everyone. Yeah. And rule. Yeah. And so they're nothing like each other, but just that one little thing. Right. Makes them like each other. Yeah. In one way. So back to last shot. Um, L3 wants to go do this thing. She wants to go... Uh, she has this... Th- it's very urgent. So she says to Lando, but I can tell you that I wouldn't ask if it weren't an urgent matter of life and death. Probably a great many lives. Lando narrowed his eyes. This isn't one of those rah-rah, free-the-droids crusades you're always trying to drag me along on, is it, L? Because I swear, if it is... First of all, he calls her L. I love that. Yeah, um, like but also... L. Right. L. Yep. But also L3... Uh, is trying to drag Lando on free the droids crusades. Yeah. Which I love. That's pretty and, awesome. uh And getting back to the Star Wars databank entry for L3, I said I was going to read. Um, the databank says, L3 is a self-made droid built from astromech and protocol parts. L337 is an enlightened navigator who cares deeply about droid rights. That's really cool. Yeah. Like, That's like nice. people like stick up for women's rights and mm-hmm. like... Animal rights? Yeah. And, right. This is droids' rights. Droids' rights. So... Droids' rights. Droids can be presidents. Well, okay, But so, nobody should be able to rule the whole galaxy like the Empire thinks they can. Yeah. Of course. So droid rights is, in Star Wars, something that's kind of... It can kind of seem like a joke in Star Wars and outside of Star Wars. But, like I was saying, I think it's something that we might actually, as humans, right, we will have to think about at some point in the future. Um... And, you know, I say this as someone who also thinks that animal rights are also something that we should think about as humans, right? Mm-hmm. So, what does it mean to have a right? Let's talk, let's just talk about this a little bit, because we talk about it, or we mention it kind of in passing. And I, I think it's it's important to sort of uh, break it down a little bit, right? So, when we say that, that, like, what does it mean to have a right? Like, we have human rights, right? So, a human right is, I have the right... As a human, I have the right to not be owned by another human. I have the right to not be someone's property, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so so a right means that I mean it, it means there's like a line. It's like a line that that can't be crossed, right? 
or that should not in any circumstances be crossed, right? I have the right to not be tortured, right? Yes. So these are lines. These are like really like fundamental rules of humans and what we do, right? Unlike in the past, like women have the right to vote. Right. We do. Women have the right to vote but now. But some people didn't, didn't think used that. To. Right. Right. So, um, so that's kind of what it means to have a right. You, you can see. You can imagine it as this sort of line drawn in the sand that you cannot cross, or that if you do, you're you're violating some sort of fundamental truth about how we should treat others. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, who gives rights though? Like, who do? How do we decide who has? rights and what rights they have and all that stuff the supreme court liam supreme court well that's a law sometimes the law states women can't have right have Mm. the rights to vote but they should right they do have the rights to vote they they, just don't in law he's not he's not asking that he's asking who makes the rights so so you're that's a law we're talking we're talking about who that's you would say the supreme court makes laws that rights well, the laws protect the right, right? Or the yes. laws enforce the rights. sometimes the right? laws don't enforce the right. Right. And so the people don't have the right, but they do have the right. It's just not enforced, so they don't yep. get to have the right that they should have the right. It's confusing. Mm-hmm. I don't like, know how to say it. <laughs> like it used to be that some, you know, uh, Africans or Africans living in America African didn't... African-Americans. Right, but at the time they were just seen as Africans. Yeah. Didn't have the right to vote or live free from being owned right and uh on the other side of that uh the you know white landowners had a right to own slaves right Mm -hmm. to own other people and and uh and but we would say that's a violation of human rights yeah and and we could say that it was at the time and it still is right Uh Uh, but the law didn't reflect that you know the law did not say that it was a violation of human rights, right? So, right. Um, so who who gives rights? I guess you could say that as a as a society, um, rights are given by those in power in a way, yeah. right? Because or rights are enforced, right, by those who are in power. So in a way that that doesn't really that's not always a good thing, as we've seen in history, right? So that's kind of problematic, right? But it's also the best way for us to talk about, you know, what we owe to each other. Rights are kind of these concepts that I think it's still, it's really a good idea to think about things in that way, even if they can kind of be misused or ignored by governments, right? Mm -hmm. So whose rights should be protected, right? Everyone. If we're looking in Star Wars, you know, in the Star Wars galaxy, humans and aliens, aliens at least, aliens who have language and can communicate with other uh, other aliens of their their own species and other species uh they are seem to be kind of protected right yeah the empire obviously was was uh, prejudiced against non-human aliens right um the rebellion Even less so aliens? non-human aliens sure there's humans in star wars and there's other aliens right Humans are aliens too. Um, well, according to you know, if you, according to if you were aliens, to ask a Rodian, yes, a human being would be an alien in Star Wars, right? I mean, like yeah. in the same way that humans are animals on Earth, and you know, we when we talk about animal rights, we're talking about other animals, not human animals. And the right? way 
a British accent is an accent for us, but this is also an accent, the thing that I'm talking in right now. But it the accent I'm talking in right now, it's an accent. Yes. We just don't feel like it's an accent because it's how we talk. Right. In Star Wars, we talk about, I don't know, speciesism, I guess. Think about, like, the Rancor. Did the Rancor have rights? No. You know, the Rancor is a living, thinking, feeling uh, being, right? Hungry. Uh, he has hunger. Well, P- P- Patissa, I guess, if we're talking about the individual Rancor in Jabba's, in Jabba's palace. I love Patissa. Um, I feel so bad for Makili. Malakili, yeah, Malakili. yeah. Um, but you know, she was owned by Malakili, I think, and uh, and she was used and. Well, like dogs are owned by humans. True, feelings, exactly. Malakili like had feelings, of course. This dog next door is owned by our neighbors. Yeah, totally. Which I hope that dog does not start barking because it's right next door, and it probably won't stop if it does. Right. Oh, that's right. So I think that droid rights, at least if we're comparing droid rights to what you know we have here um, in our own world, um, we're not thinking about you know uh, artificial life having rights yet, right? And there isn't really uh, any other sort of comparison, I think, in our world, because they're 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 constructed and they're built to serve humans. I guess you could say pet rights, sort of, right? Because, like, dogs have been forced to evolve. That dog heard you say dog. Right. They've been... They're like, oh, that's me. That's me. Hey, he's talking about me. But they've been forced to evolve in a certain way to serve humans. Now, serve them as what? Serve them as... Yeah. This is a very long canon news. Serve them as what? You know, uh, as as companions, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes as protection, right? So, in a way, I think, you know, dogs and droids might be the, the, the closest analogy in our own world, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the only difference is that dogs can't really communicate in the way that droids can communicate with with humans like in Star Wars, a droid. right? Well, she's not. She's not a thinking droid, though. Uh, I know. Thinking, feeling, no. I know, um, but you can tell us like anything, like, pretty much. Yeah, I think Siri's overrated. But I'm sorry to hear that. But if it's any consolation, I really like your podcast. So, so droid rights has been kind of a punchline in fandom, you know? It's a thing that people don't want Star Wars to go to, I think, because they don't think it's, it's something that should be taken seriously. But I think that, if done right, it, it could be a really welcome addition to the many ways in which Star Wars can help us view issues in our own galaxy. Yes. Right now, close, close to home. So... Yeah, so that's our canon news and kind of our little primer on what it, you know, rights and droid rights and animal rights and all that stuff. Um, Real life. Yeah, and real life stuff. Um, Oh, just one really quick thing, though. When we talk about who gets to have rights or who has rights and why do they have rights, I think, like, for me, the right to live and, and the right to be free from unnecessary suffering and pain and death should be given to those who have a desire and a will to live, right? So, like, um, and, and you can tell that they prefer to live and they prefer to avoid pain. So I think that that is most, and, and also they are sentient, meaning they are aware of themselves as a, as a being, right? They are aware that they are not, like a, like a tree is not aware of itself. Right. Right? But a tree can defend itself a little bit, from maybe like an insect invasion, they can release um, 
you know, uh, certain things into the trunk maybe to, you know, defend against insects. But that's, but the tree isn't thinking and feeling that that stuff, right? It's just like an automatic response, sort of. An automatic response, exactly. And, and with a lot of animals, it is automatic also, but they also experience pain, right? They have brains that, that experience pain and, and we know what that feels like to feel pain, right? Mm-hmm. It hurts. It does not feel good. It does not feel good. And so if if droids can feel pain, which I think we have evidence that they can, um, because we see one being tortured. At least tortured. mental pain. We see one being tortured in Jabba's palace, right? Yeah. Um, exactly. Mental pain, maybe. Mental you know, maybe they don't have nerves. Because, like, C-3PO was, like, really sad, like, really heartbroken right. when R2-D2 stopped working. Right. And I don't think that's programming. I think that's right. I think that's yeah. That's actually a, a conscious consciousness. Somehow. Oh, now C three PO can tell you everything. Oh, C three okay. pretty much. Oh, come on! I'm so much smarter than C three PO. There's this bunny that's just sitting on the oh, hill. Oh, there's a bunny there. No, but the bunny has been sitting there for like oh. ten minutes. And there's a squirrel too. Hey, cutie. And um, a bird. The bunny. Oh, all the animals are out. All I love the it. All right. Well, let's go have a joke. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. Who was Lando Calrissian's favorite smuggler after that whole carbonite ordeal went down on Cloud City? I don't know. I don't know. Chewbacca, hands down. Funny. <laughs> that's funny. Huh? That actually got me. That actually, like, that's actually makes sense in like three different ways instead of just <laughs> yeah, two. I know, I know. Like yeah. that, you don't. It's not often that you find a joke like that. Han is down. But he calls him Han. Lando calls Han Han. Hands so it works. Down in the carbonite. Hands down. <laughs> hands down, and like, yeah. like. Hands down, like right. Chewbacca, hands uh, down, yeah, yeah. and also he's down because like he can't be his smuggler now. He's down for the count. Yeah, he's down yep. three ways. Yep, yep. All right, it is time for stump the lump. <laughs> All right. Got a quiz question for you. Um, who wants to start? I will. Anna. Anna's going to start. Wait, whichever you think is the easiest gift to Anna. Anna's going to start. hardest to me. Anna, who okay. says, he's quite clever, you know, for a human being? Who says that? Um, C-3PO. I thought you were going to say C-3PS, and I was going to say no, but you said C-3PO. So you're right. <laughs> I don't know. You just said it so slowly. I was like, are you I trying to like, think of I which? I <laughs> don't know if this is right. So Anna, you are right. C-3PO does say, he's quite clever, you know, for a human being. You don't have little lumpies sprouting out. All right, Liam, follow-up question for you. Who is C-3PO saying that about? It's a he. I know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That. Han, 
no. Um, no, I don't want lumps all over my body. Um, I, I'm, I need to think on this one. Come back to me later. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I'll come back to you, I guess. But I chose this stump the lump question specifically because it's a droid talking about humans as if, like, they're lesser than droids. Which I wonder whether or not C-3PO, like, secretly doesn't like humans and thinks that he's better than them. I mean, I think it almost is kind of obvious that he does, right? Yeah. He's always so fussy and like, oh, you know, like Han Solo is just insufferable. He can't stand him, you know? Um, yeah. So it kind of makes me wonder whether droids, like, when droids just talk to droids, which in this scene it is C-3PO talking to R2-D2. But shouldn't droids, you know, secretly not like humans, really? Yeah. I mean, because they're like, they're made to serve them. Their only job is to, they call them master, you know? It's like, yeah, of course, droids. He likes Luke, though. Luke if is droids, nice to him. Well, sure. But he still feels like he has to serve Luke, you know? And, and uh, yeah. So, do you, have a, do you have a guess? No. You still don't have one? Okay, I'll come back to you. Uh, but I think that'll be is it. it. Is it one of the main characters or is it a background character? It's a main character. So, okay. okay. Um, I was like, if it was Bail Organa, no. I'd be like... <laughs> this, uh, I can tell you when it was said. What movie? What movie? Empire Strikes Back. Uh, um, I have an idea. Okay. So that's going to be it for us. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to this outdoor episode of Children of the Force, episode 103. And as always, thank you to those who support us over on patreon.com slash children of the force. Your support allows us to do this podcast and make it better. If you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. At Force Children. On Facebook, we are Children of the Force. Our email address is forcechildren at gmail.com. Our website is www.childrenoftheforce.com And head on over to speakpipe.com slash childrenoftheforce to leave us a voicemail that we'd love to play on the show. And leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere else you listen to us. It really does help the show get in more people's ears. We'd really appreciate it. Liam, before we sign off, do you have your answer? Who does C-3PO say that about? Lando. No, it's Luke. I thought it was Han. No, it's when Luke's stuck out on Hoth. And R2's all worried. Yes, I knew that. Leia's all worried. I, I, I remember it you now. Know. All right. For Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And... May, may the Force be with you. Wow, what a great episode. I'm so glad that I listened. Maybe I should send in a voicemail for them to play on the show next week. Or perhaps I will write a review of the show on iTunes. I hear that those are helpful. Oh, children of the force, where would I be without you?